Welcome to A Little Anarchy, the show where two cool kids posing as comic book aficionados break down the structures and unstructures of geekdom in films. My name is Ian, I'm co-host number two. And I'm Meredith, co-host number three. Hey, and we have a great show for you this week. The first reason we have a great show for you is that we have Meredith on. Our topic of the week, it's going to be a bite size, everyone. It's going to be San Diego Comic Con and also subsequently... D23, which is the Disney version. Anyway, we'll get to it. Uh, We are just going to go through a rundown. We're just going to try and get all the news in there, all the bites that we really care about, and all the things that we really don't care about, which is a lot of it. Um, Just so that you, our dear listener, are informed and also can totally hear our awesome reactions to things that totally make a difference in the world. So, there it is. Now, Meredith, so you just learned recently, like today, about a lot of the news that happened, but what did you see peripherally as it was happening through San Diego Comic-Con? I saw the Thor Ragnarok trailer with my boy. Ragnarok. My boy, Jeff Goldblum. Hey, yo, Jeff Goldblum alert. Oh, man, I'm not going to care about anyone else in that movie. That's not true. Tom Hiddleston, (laughs) but still. (laughs) Yeah, you've got some tough competition in this one. (laughs) And Together Chris in the same Helm- movie. Ryan Hemsworth, one of the Chris's. I care right less about Chris Hemsworth, to be honest. Really? Yeah. He cut his hair. I think his hair is gone. Yeah. Hashtag rebel. He's very funny, but I'm not really into, like, massive muscles, with the exception mm. of Captain America. But, um... <laughs> That's a very large exception. Yes. But <laughs> I'm not really into Captain superhero. America. I'm I just not love Captain America. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like the, like, weird, wiry, skinny guys like Loki. I don't know what to tell you. Cool. All right. Well, you know what? We like what we like. That's what Judge John Hodgman <laughs> taught me. Um, so let's move. Let's start off with one of the first big panels, the Warner Brothers panel, which included a bunch of different things, including Ready Player One, which we're not going to talk about because, honestly, I know nothing about it. Hmm. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, which I'm pumped about, but we're not going to talk because uh, I we there's not much to know about it besides, apparently, that it looks cool. And the director is awesome. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, DC Comics. Um, so moving into this weekend, like Meredith, uh, you just mentioned, there was some hullabaloo about Ben Affleck potentially not being Batman anymore. Um, and so he, uh, as many articles noted, came in on the defensive and said, I am Batman and I will be for a long time and I love Batman and it's going to be great. Um, it's a great so, Ben Affleck know. impression. Yeah, yeah that's, well, <laughs> uh, this is Ben Affleck uh, and I really enjoy uh, being in the gangster movies, you know? That's how he sounds. Oh, great. Awesome. I didn't realize that. I He's really taking the Batman Affleck character movies, in new directions. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, Christian Bale really got that thing down. <laughs> And he's like, and Ben Affleck is like, what can I do differently? I know. I'll tell you what I can do differently. It's like the Ben Affleck cartoon where he's a duck. (laughs) And he talks about (laughs) Affleck. So uh, long story short, according to Ben Affleck, he's playing Batman, at least through Justice League, the Batman, which is the follow up and potentially one more. Um, And who knows what's going to happen? Apparently things are good. Whatever. You know, it's just PR. And when are we going to find out what happened to Robin? Uh, unclear. I don't know. Uh, maybe a flashback in Justice League? You mean a flashback like the time that Flash went back in Uh, time in the Batman vs. Superman movie? (laughs) Nice. Well played. Oh, that really will come back around, won't it? They also announced the name of the Flash movie, which is going to be Flashpoint, which is a throwback to... This This is actually kind of, like, wild news, because, um, are you familiar with the Flashpoint comic at all? 
Yes, because I watched The Flash. Oh, you so, know, so you know more about it than story, me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you should tell me about it then, because I don't know. Much. Oh God, he goes back in time to stop his mother's murder because he's sad, and then and I understand his decision. That totally makes sense. But he goes back in time to stop his mother's murder. He does. He lives in that world for a while. Then he realizes that he's screwing with all the universes because he did this. And so he decides to undo his decision, mm. but you can never get that original timeline Whoa. back. So he creates Flashpoint, which is the new reality that he lives in, where he tried to go back to his old reality before he tried to save his mom. Oh, trippy. So timey-wimey special stuff. They... Just by judging by the name, do you think that's something similar could happen in the movies where they'll bring new characters in or do like different timelines or something? In terms of the movie story... They probably wouldn't want to repeat what they did in the TV show. Womp womp. So they'd have to use Flashpoint in a different way. But this is also not the same Barry Allen, because this isn't the Barry Allen that's been entrenched in history for so long to then reset that story. Mm. Um, This is just going to be the Barry Allen that we know for one movie before he resets everything. So I would say he's going to be messing a lot with time travel in that movie. And then maybe multiple universes. And then Marvel. if they ever get to a point where Marvel is now, they'll probably end up doing the new gotcha. 52, is That'd my be guess. Cool. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. That would be really creative. I mean, I really like the concept of taking these characters and giving them to new people in, in a very... Um... Canon. <laughs> well, yes, but um, it feels like you're giving your inheritance of the superhero title to the next generation, which is a really cool yeah. way to tell these yeah, stories. Yeah, that's really lovely. Also very yeah. poetic and also, for the first time, could lead to a really cool continuity in these films that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Justice League, there was a bunch of news about Justice League, and by news I really mean that there was a new trailer. Yes. Real quick, I want to put a reverse caveat on what I Do explained it. about the Flash universe. I have not thoroughly read the comics, and therefore, if I got that explanation wrong, I apologize. Please do not murder me on Twitter. <laughs> well, good thing you don't have a Twitter. Or in real life. <laughs> Especially <Yes>. in real life. <laughs> Please don't murder me in Please, real life. Just as a general actual ask. Please yeah, that's no a one, good rule. I would really prefer not to be murdered. That'd be great. <laughs> so, in terms of Justice League, we got a new trailer, too, which uh, definitely reflected a different tone. Um, I think, or according to some sources, Warner Brothers has been pumping money into reshoots for Justice League. And I think that this trailer really reflected that. They've been pumping almost $25 million into new reshoots, thanks to Joss Whedon and his touching up. And allegedly, oh right? And allegedly, he's, his goal is just to like make it all flow, uh, which mm. might be nice for once. He's good at the flow. Right? He is good at flow and dialogue. I mean, do you remember that one shot in the fight scene at the end of Avengers 1 where everyone is fighting and it's just one slow shot going through everybody. It was amazing. And they tried to do it again in Age of Ultron and I thought actually pretty well in that that, that circular um, arena. But still, it was really cool. Totally. Uh, So, you know, that'll be really neat. Um, And we got a new trailer that definitely reflected a lighter tone and also um, I read one think piece about how uh, it was Warner Brothers learned their lesson uh, after Wonder Woman, which totally makes sense to me. Yeah, guess who's getting bank? Yes. 
both the director and Wonder Woman are gonna be rolling in that dough. Mm-hmm. As they should. As because they, they should. saved the freaking universe. Literally. They literally saved a universe. Uh-huh. Well played. Uh-huh. Well played. I'm just saying... I said this earlier, but I'm just saying that Justice League should be renamed Wonder Woman and Boom, Friends. Boom, mic drop. It's the sound of a mic drop. I love it. It's a snap? The snap, the snap I, is the sound well, of a no mic No one on the audio sphere can see that I'm just snapping at my mic, <laughs> even though it sounds exactly like a snap and nothing else. It's just a strange sounding mic. When it drops, it makes a snap. I also often say the words, this is the sound of me snapping. So now if I say this is the sound of a mic drop and I just snap, that's just how it works now. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, cool. So, yeah, we got a new Justice League trailer. Um, it was, like, pretty uh, also rock and roll heavy. Also looked very kind of sapia tone, but definitely had some more jokes. There was a great joke that I I loved this joke at the end when um, Commissioner Gordon is talking to the Justice League. And then he turns around and everyone else is gone except for the Flash. And he's just standing there and he's like, oh, well, that was rude. And then he runs away. And I think it's really funny. <laughs> That's all. It's also very funny because he should be the first right? one out of there. <laughs> out of any of them. He's the fastest. Yeah. Uh, good times. And then right after that hilarious joke was a scene in which we see Commissioner Gordon looking at a cup of water that is showing that there's a big motion happening around him. Mm. You know, Jurassic Park style. And apparently, whoever he's talking to at the end of that trailer <coughs> is now a t-rex is that what's happening it's unclear because i would watch that movie um that would be really cool um according to uh some video when jason momoa was signing things in line a little boy came up to him mm. and the boy was it was actually really kind of nice the boy was crying and he just said i don't want superman to be dead and jason momoa <gasps> takes him he, he like kind of like grabs him by the shoulder and he's like don't worry he's alive and everyone was like you're not even trying like you're not even trying anymore <laughs> You can't say that to a little... You can't not say that to a little boy who's crying. Totally, totally. But I will raise you little boy crying over Superman with little girl meeting Wonder Woman and crying. Like, really, truly, I haven't felt that sort of joy about comic book anything in so long. And that video is just (sighs) the most heartwarming thing. And also just like, man, so hits home the importance of these movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. It really puts into perspective this all this complaining that we do about, like, why do we need all of these characters? Why do we need a Black Panther? Why do we need a Wonder Woman? Why do we need Supergirl? Why do we need Black Widow to have a freaking movie? Um, the sound of me snapping. Because, <laughs> because adults are not the only ones watching this mm-hmm. movie. Adults are fine. Like, we complain a lot, but we're fine. Like, what, we'll survive. It's the children. It's the, the children kids. who get to be raised learning that they are allowed in the club and not only are they allowed in the club but in some ways they run the club and they're powerful and they have they have the capacity to be awesome there is no need for the no boys allowed clubhouse to exist anymore it's just silly boom and frankly boring oh 100 percent. we're very entertaining it's like pretty boring as is even with all this stuff (laughs) happening sometimes you know (laughs) Not that I'm literally complaining about comic book movies as a person with a podcast about comic book movies, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I mean, you're the only one who has the right to. I mean, like, <laughs> I guess maybe the real insiders are the ones who complain a lot. 
So we also got some news on Wonder Woman 2, and by news, we mean that Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns are writing it, and we also got a release date. Um, no, nothing else, no announcements about director, um, nothing else, but odds are pretty solid as Patty Jenkins. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts on DC? Uh, my thoughts are, I am hopeful for the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I think that Joss Whedon has a difficult task ahead, but I enjoy really anything he touches. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not perfect, I will enjoy it. Perfect. Love it. And I think that Wonder Woman has taught the entire comic movie industry a lesson, hopefully, if they get that lesson, hopefully. which we shall see. It's amazing how much it takes. But I'm hoping this means more stories about interesting people Mm -hmm. who are not you know your standard run-of-the-mill superheroes not that those should go away those are also very entertaining but we need to do what makes this and i think also one of the most important things to take away from wonder woman is that you can have joy in a superhero movie and still deal with dark issues and in fact that makes those dark issues a little stronger of a lesson or a message and it's just so pompous to make these movies that are trying to be dark and full of meaning, but really they're just dark without meaning. Whoa. And kind of arrogant, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. So moving on, uh, the other large panel that happened was, big surprise, the Marvel panel. And the Marvel panel apparently kicked off with news from Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, which was that Michelle Pfeiffer will be in it. Who is Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, my God. Oh, she was Catwoman. she was Catwoman. God. Um... So we got some news about Ant-Man and the Wasp, and that's fine. I don't really care that much, honestly. I didn't see the um, first is one. what it is. Um, we got some new news on Avengers, and by news, I mean they played the same clip that they played at D23, which is apparently <laughs> really good, and no one knows outside of that room, so that's really neat. Um, but apparently there are some cool mashups. You got Star-Lord and the kind of the Guardians, and then Thor, like, crashes onto their windshield. So that's, like, kind of a fun mashup, and you got, you know, just, like, different characters interacting with each other, and that's really fun. Um I'm going to be honest, I'm very excited for that movie, but I'm also very nervous for that mm. movie because I feel like it's just going to be two and a half hours of, hey, there's that person and mm. that person and also that person. <laughs> no way. They're in the same shot. Weird. Whoa. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have too many characters to allow for any character depth whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Or plot. I, they navigated it well in Civil War, the Russo brothers. Yeah. That's true. Like I, I th- one thing that I appreciated about how they're they... doubling the character content. True. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I appreciated that they like weren't afraid to introduce characters and have characters kind of be them without giving them mm-hmm. like expo, like you know their like speeches and like all their old backstories and stuff. Exactly. Like, they just kind of like went in and out. I, I haven't seen Ant Man, but I really enjoyed the five seconds of him stumbling around in Civil War. <laughs> And just that, and I understood Ant-Man kind Easy, of a mess. Easy, done. Great, got it. <laughs> Carry on the Perfect. plot. <laughs> um, so there it is. That's Avengers. That's our entire <laughs> bit about Avengers. Um, but more on to more important things. We got a new trailer for Thor Ragnarok, which I am jazzed about. Taika Watiki is the man. It looks funny, and it looks colorful and super jazzy, and apparently it's going to be the shortest of all Marvel movies at just about 100 minutes. I got a question for I you. probably don't have an answer. I bet you do. Do you think oh. that this will be the best Thor movie? Uh, is that a question, really? 
I was not a fan of Dark World. I dragged my siblings to go see the original Thor and regretted it because they're not comic book <laughs> movie people. And even I was like, this is fine. But First Generation is so funny. It's so, like, sweet and and it's filled with, with uh, mistakes and... <laughs> interesting choices super eager but like, and like really just embraces yeah itself. that's true exactly yeah so like i think of thor the way that i think of captain america one where it's like you are taking a huge risk here and you're gonna learn from some of the mistakes that you made but it's very that's earnest true. and very um comic booky and got everyone into it in that's the first true place. so i mean but to answer your question yes i think this will be my favorite thor movie <laughs> uh I mean, I never turned down a movie with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I have turned down. But my a question few. is, have you have you seen what Jeff Goldblum's been doing in Australia? I have not. I can't say that. no. So Jeff Goldblum has been selling food out of a food truck in Australia, and it, the food truck is called Chef Goldblum, of and course. he's serving sausages. And let me tell you, I want some of Chef Goldblum's sausages. Oh, all right. <laughs> but I um, have so many questions. He was talking about how it was research for a movie he's doing, and I really hope it's Thor Ragnarok. I really <laughs> Turns out that he's just like a, a sausages. He owns a hot dog cart the whole time. <laughs> yes. He travels to another planet that just to get a, a hot twist? dog. <laughs> And it's like five seconds of the movie, and you're like, you didn't need to do that research. <laughs> you spent $70,000 on that food truck. <laughs> and think about all the labor. Your face on it and everything. <laughs> um, so we got a uh, new Thor Ragnarok trailer, which is really fun. Uh, and people were apparently on their feet, very excited. And then apparently, we haven't seen it, but apparently they screened a bunch of footage from the Black Panther. Um, and it... Went wild. Twitter was ablaze. And there's some great footage of the cast seeing it for the first time and them just being super pumped, which is really lovely. Um, it, apparently, apparently, I I had not heard this perspective on Black Panther, but apparently it's going to have this spy noir kind of vibe to it. And so this scene, apparently, that they showed was like in a casino where um, the Black Panther was like kind of like tracking like a, a briefcase or something moving through the casino. And yeah, this is just like a whole perspective that i hadn't heard on this movie so i'm really pumped i think it'll be really cool so things i'm confused about when does black panther happen is it after it civil is war? after civil war yes because his his father the king dies <laughs> and then um my second question is is there a general plot description that's a great question i think that there is but it's mostly about vibranium and about andy circus's character that's my... And vibranium is, is some other the mineral. really strong material that's in Captain America's exactly shield. Exactly right, yes. And Black Excellent. Panther's entire suit is made out of it. Ooh. So he's bulletproof. He can just, like, move on through the world. So you're telling me he's better than Captain I America. I am saying that. That is exactly okay. what I'm saying. Quote me on it. Everyone kill Ian on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. This is going to go great. This, this episode's going great. <laughs> um, so that was Marvel. Um, I'm super pumped. Basically, at San Diego Comic-Con, not much else happened. There was no Star Wars news. Um, there was no real big news from any other Disney property, which came out from the D23 convention a week before. Oh, yes. What's up? Actually, speaking of Disney and ABC, which is owned by Disney, there was a trailer that came out that surprised... I'm shocked 
actually kind of looks good, <laughs> which is the Once Upon a Time season eight, I think, trailer. Um, it's super crazy because I've been watching this terrible show <laughs> since its beginning <laughs> when it was kind of good and then it became terrible and then it became okay and then it became terrible again and then for some reason we were okay with Rumpelstiltskin being an asshole no we were okay with Rumpelstiltskin being an abusive human being and then redeeming him as a hero as I don't a understand none of sure. this makes any sense to me right now oh god that is the beauty of this show though the beauty of Once Upon a Time is that when you talk about it you sound like you belong in a mental <laughs> asylum <laughs> you're like, well, the evil queen and Rumpelstiltskin, they used to work together. And then the evil queen's sister, no, half-sister, the Wicked Witch of the West, made out with Rumpelstiltskin this one time. And then Rumpelstiltskin is uh, trying to save his son from his... Mother, who is a black fairy. No, nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And, but they did a complete, well, almost complete turnover, similar to what they're planning to do with comic book movies, where it's a new generation. They've kept Rumpelstiltskin, and they've kept the evil queen, Regina, who is the freaking best, and... Hook is there without Emma, which is very confusing, but he's still hot, so I don't care. And, um, yeah, it surprisingly looks like they're just retconning everything and just going for it. So it, it, it might be interesting, or it might be just as terrible as everything else. I mean, these are the writers of Lost that we're dealing with, so... So they're geniuses, <laughs> and I trust them with my life. I think that's what you mean, and I'm assuming that's what you mean, otherwise we would have a problem between us. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely Four, what I eight, meant, 15, and not 16, that they broke 42. my heart so many times. <laughs> Here's my thing, is that they don't understand physics. <laughs> it was never about physics. It's about metaphysics. They also don't understand religion. <laughs> That's true, but think, what's beyond religion? Meta-religion. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> where you study religions. <laughs> you worship the idea of religion and you critique the systems of power that create religion through your own systems of power and of knowledge sharing. This is great. You meet in old converted churches that you insist can't be used as churches, but then you use them as churches. To study To church. study churches, that's right. Uh, mm -hmm. Any other news that you want to talk about from the San Diego Comic-Con? Game of Thrones was kind of boring because uh, they're in the middle of their season right now, so they can't give out any information. But regardless, I love it all. We also got a new trailer for Stranger Things Season 2, which looks really good. Oh, yes. I Let me tell you, I have not seen Season oh. 1, and everyone keeps telling me to watch Season 1. And I'm very stubborn, so when people tell me to do something, I don't want to do it. That. But I watched that trailer, and I kind of want to watch I, it now. I mean... I, I stand up for that show. I think it really does live up to its hype. It's 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 really solid. I mean, using Thriller was a right? genius move. Also, right when they, like, right when I heard that, I was oh, like, yeah. boom. Oh. It was it's it's really great. Anyway, I'd also throw into a mix uh, for any listeners who are interested a really great article on the tracking board, which is just like I don't know one of a million industry websites for the Hollywood and film people. Uh, and it's an article called How Everyone Can Learn from the Genius of D23. And it's basically about 
how the Walt Disney Corporation said, oh, everyone's pumped about San Diego Comic-Con. What if we just do our own and make it totally our universe, our little worlds of like animation and Pixar and whatever, and then make sure everyone else doesn't get any other press because we are Disney and we can do whatever we want. And it's a fascinating meeting in itself because it feels to me more like a um, advertisement for investors than it does a convention of any kind. But um, they release a lot of cool stuff. And I believe they released A Wrinkle in Time, the trailer. Eo de Verne. And I did not even know that they were making that movie. Really? And I saw the trailer and I was very interested in everyone who was in it. And also just the plot sounded really interesting. And I vaguely was like, I read this book. I don't remember much about it. And I went to my library app and put my name on, like, put my hold in. And I am behind 50 people who are (laughs) trying to get this book right now because everyone saw the trailer and was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's a book. (laughs) So it it looks really fun. And also, like, has a ridiculous cast, namely... Oprah looks badass as one hundred and ten percent. Chris Pine, Reese Witherspoon. Why is Chris Pine first billing? Oprah deserves first billing in everyone. So in everything yeah, she does. So no I kidding. Why. I don't. Zach Galifianakis, Mindy Kaling, Rowan Blanchard. Okay, who's that? Here's a confession that I'm going to be making, and we're going to see how this goes. I was obsessed with Girl Meets World. Wow. Which is the Hot sequel take. show Hot to take. Boy Meets World. <laughs> I was obsessed. In fact, I have not seen the final episode because I cannot stand to have that show end for me. It was tragically cut short, and I I will weep when I finally see it. I cried almost every episode of that show. I cannot explain to you the power of this show over me. But Rowan Blanchard plays Corey's oldest kid, um, his daughter, and she is pretty cool. She's also very smart. Um, she has a Twitter and she talks about a lot of social issues in a, yeah, IRL. (laughs) And, um, she is far more eloquent and understanding of social issues than I am now. And I'm very confused (laughs) by it. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, you're too smart. (laughs) You're too good. But yes, I'm very excited to see her, uh, career continue. Yeah, it's going to be a good movie. Also, Ava DuVernay is the next generation of wonderful directors and she's wonderful she did selma she did mm. uh the, th- the 13th or just it's called 13th which is on the 13th amendment uh she yeah she's awesome anyway uh so there it is and other things that came out of d23 they announced the name for star wars land they showed a model of star wars land they talked about the new pixar movies they talked about their new pic- uh the new disney animation movies yeah, speaking of which, didn't you guys already talk about The Incredibles and how that information came out? We have talked about The Incredibles, but we didn't talk about the information on the sequel for The Incredibles. They oh. gave us some new details about The Incredibles. Na- namely, that it'll take place, it'll begin moments after the finale of the first Incredibles, which means Whoa. they confirmed that the Underminer will be in the first scene of The Incredibles 2. <laughs> which is the best thing ever. Okay, so they're just going to wrap up that story and mm-hmm. then move on. So we're going to see Violet go on that date with that boy? Hopefully. Oh, true. Yes, mm-hmm. that is true. And the baby's still going to be a baby? The baby's still a baby. 
Where else and, do we leave uh, Edna Mode continues being Edna Mode. Oh my god, Edna Mode! She's my favorite! <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny! She's the greatest. I want Edna Mode in my life. <laughs> I don't, but I want <laughs> to watch a TV show with Edna Mode. That's true. She would terrify me, but... <laughs> So, yeah, so we got some cool details off of Incredibles 2 there. Along with a new, another new original Pixar property, which is cool because they don't have a lot of original concepts. They have a lot of sequels in the pipeline right now. So that's really cool. Um, we also got word on Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Frozen 2 and all these other, like, Oh, yeah, Frozen 2. Animation pictures. Yeah, right? Are they going to be um, smart about that? I, uh, journey's out. I mean, I'm going to be super real. Haven't seen the first one. So, who knows? So they have an option here, which is that they could... Well, they have a few options here in terms of Elsa's story. They could leave her single. They could marry her off. Mm -hmm. They could make her a lesbian officially. Nice. All would be great. All would be great. Except for probably the marrying off. Yeah, that sounds more traditional. It sounds like exactly what they were trying to um, make fun of in the first movie. But I'm sure that Kristoff and Anna will be together in the second movie. Do you want to build a snowman? Have you heard the bleeped version of that? (laughs) Yes, I have. (laughs) See, okay, I loved Frozen. The first, like, ten times I saw it. I saw it with John, and we didn't know what we were seeing when we first went in. It was still really quiet, and we were like, what is this thing? We've heard some whispers of it, but we don't know anything. And I thought it was a movie about a snowman, and I was like, I do not want to see this movie. I'm done And then... John was like, no, we're going. So I want to say, first of all, John drug me into this movie. I did not choose to go to this movie. So then we went to this movie and we felt like children watching this movie. (laughs) It was so sweet and so beautiful. And I was shocked at that twist. Shocked, I tell you. And then the the very... (laughs) I won't. But y'all know who, uh, what I'm talking about, those in the uh, yeah. Frozen universe and whatnot. Frozen but, universe. Yes. Um, well, Disney universe. There's a whole lot of crossovers that happen. It's very interesting. There I are some fan it. theories. Yes. So, and then in the very end, there's this, uh, during the credits, John and another friend of mine and I all did air band to the <laughs> credits song. There was some guitar, there was some drumming, there was some karaoke singing without actually singing. It was great. Good times. And then I walked out of that theater, and a couple weeks later, everyone hated that movie and called me stupid for liking it. And it hurt a lot. I'm gonna be real. Broke my childhood. I can't just be a child for once. And what's the lesson we learned from Judge John Hodgman? You like what you like. That's true. Unless it's a bad thing. You should not like bad things. And by bad things, I mean illegal things. Don't like illegal things, kids. Right, because, yes, that's ethics. Yep. (laughs) Are you good? That's ethics. And that's our show. If you want to reach us on Twitter, I'm at John Lampus. I'm at Yanan Fox. You can email us at alapodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at alapodcast. We are a very proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Sorry I talk so much bad things about Batman. (laughs) That's fine. You're just offending our only audience. That's cool. Check out the whole Bat family at batmanpodcastnetwork.com. Possibly you should check out Batgirl. She's pretty cool. 
Our show was produced this week by Ian Fox and John Lampus. Our show was mixed this week by John Lampus and Ian Fox, directed by John Lampus and Ian Fox, written by Ian Fox and John Lampus. Our online support comes from me. Our research assistants are John Lampus, Ian Fox, catering by Meredith, Loring, Ryan, Paige, and Ken. And our logo was designed by Kyle Dibdahl. Find his work at behance.net slash D-Y-B-D-A-L-K. Plus, our theme music is brought to you by our friend Patrick Monahan. As always, subscribe to A Little Anarchy on SoundCloud and iTunes, where we welcome you to rate us well, rate us often, and make sure to tell your friends. See you next time on A Little Anarchy. Anarchy.